And it's hard. I've been trying to find that balance or the identity within that where it's like, I don't want to come off like, oh, I'm anti-Muslim or anti-Arab, but I'm human. I, I, I want to, my comedy is about my human experience. Mm. And so I might talk about being Muslim on stage if I find something funny that I might talk about what, you know? So it's, some people, like I've met Muslim comedians and they sit there and I, I'm assuming they're like, these jokes are all Muslim. They only perform at MSA events, which is like Muslim. Ah. Muslim you know what I mean? And they make money. That's the pocket. And, and maybe that's just who they are and they embrace it. I'm not like, oh, you're not a real comedian i'm not like that to them. you know what i mean but that's just that's just not me though you know mm. and and i'm also not the most religious dude in the room like i'm sure. very you know i'm mm. very i'm like learning as i go you know what i mean like i know muslims who are like yeah i pray five times a day da, 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 and they do everything correctly and like i wish i could be more of that and uh, at the moment i'm not at the moment i like a good jesus joke you know all of our letters are meaningless letters because i cannot read them with you we used to get drunk at a party you were just there because you lonely guess i just took you for granted now you act like you don't know me we used to get drunk at a party you were just there because you lonely i guess i just took you for granted Podcast, Ladies and gentlemen, podcast, boys and girls, podcast. welcome back to another episode of the Real Rap Podcast. We are out here in these streets right now. I'm joined by a very special panel. I can't wait to get to this one started. So we're going to go immediately right away with my guy, my ace, my ABC. Uh, this is your boy. Uh, it's going to be Tito. What's Jordan Sid. Just Tito, but yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want his government name out there. Nah. I'll taxes. Uh. <laughs> Yo, uh, do me a favor, man. Let the people know a little bit about yourself. How long you've been in the comedy game? How long you've been in Chicago? What's All right, uh, Tito, you can find me on Instagram at Tito's Tales. I uh, do a bunch of cool shit there. I've uh, been in Chicago fucking since I was like three or four years old. Um, I've been doing comedy for about four and a half years. I don't give and take. And um, I'm ready to get this fucking party started. Where did you come from originally? I was born in Mexico, um, half Puerto Rican. And then we immigrated from Mexico um, when I was like, yeah, like three years old. Gonna be honest, I never knew there was Puerto Ricans in Mexico. No, nah, my mom uh, was living. My mom, my mom was living in Mexico. <laughs> like, would you ever? I mean, anybody can go anywhere, but that's just that throws yeah. Me off. Now today is more common, but back in like the late seventies when my mom was there, that was definitely uncommon, very uncommon. Yeah. And so my dad scooped it, and married her, and then we left a few years later. Oh, man, that's what's up, man. All right, and then to my left, I'm joined by Eunice. And do me a favor, help me out with the last name. Oh, right? daughter, daughter. But you just daughter. say Eunice. Just yeah, there we go. Nobody here wants to give out their last names. We're going to get to the bottom of that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the government name out of this. <laughs> Watch the door get kicked in immediately. They're here. We have them. We got them, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yo, all right. So uh, let the people know what you got going on. How long you been in the city? Uh, um, how long you been in the comedy game? I've been in comedy since what? Damn, that's a good question. Maybe 2019. I'm bad at math, so I'll let you guys do the math on that. Um, uh, how long have I been in the city? Technically, I'm living in the suburbs right now, but I damn near I'm in the city every day. So yeah. But I've been been in the Chicago suburbs, like I said, since 2016, maybe 20. No, I just lied. 2014. 2014. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just been trying to get better. That's all I can say. Just with comedy, I I wish I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm very bad at time. Like I'm very bad at like I don't even know what day it is. Today is Friday. Saturday. No, I mean I knew there was something up when you said you're bad at math <laughs> and you couldn't figure out 2019 to 20. <laughs> I just fucked up. Like, yeah, what are you talking That's about? Three, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
this, this, this interview is gonna show how dumb I am. That's what I'm kind of like. I'm like, you know what? Let me show the people I'm not smart. Like that's straight the- up though. Um, big shout out, big shout out to Terminal Five. Shout I think it is, yeah. and, and your bros. Uh, oh yeah, Shade and Rami. Rami. Yep. Man, uh, you guys sold that show out. Yeah, this was a uh, Madison Street Theater. We just did it what yeah. January twenty second. I love Rami. Show that Saturday. Mm. And yeah, then, those are the guys. Oh, you met Rami before? Yo, Rami's the cousin of uh, my friend, one of my best friend's wife. I've seen Rami. I've I've kicked it with him at no like uh, weddings and shit. No way. Yeah, and Wait. I follow. I've been following him for a minute. That's he's such funny. a small world. Yeah, Rami's yeah. And boy, I met him man. at a, a bunch of open mics too. And he's like, "Hey, I do comedy." I was like, "Word." That's and then so I started wild. following him. I was like, "Oh, you're funny as fuck." Dude. Yeah, he was supposed to be on mm. today. So, so, oh, yeah, Rami's my guy, bro. He's out there trying to be somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is a video of dude with like a big ass fur coat on the Laugh uh, Factory stage, bro. That's Yazid. That's Yazid. Mm, No. The fur coat dude is Yazid. You see? Yeah, you okay. know, you see, I could, I mean, honestly, they're, they all look alike at this yeah. point. All these Arabs. I thought it was wrong. <laughs> Yo, as a matter of fact, why you, why you're saying that, if you would have told me you was the Puerto Rican one and you was the Arab cat, I'd have believed that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this edible's kicking in, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you guys ended up selling out that yeah, show, having, having some success. 200 sold out. And that's what, by the way, so we were doing that since, like, this was our Hell sixth yeah. sold out show. Like, we've been, Ooh. yeah, we just stopped because of the pandemic and then we couldn't get a theater for that whole what 2020 all the way till literally a few months ago so um it, we we were doing it we first started out with victory gardens theater it's like about okay. 108 we had sold that one out um and then we did like another one in october then we not, did another one in january and they're all like 100 200 seats and then the pandemic happened so we just we yeah. stepped back Ooh, we waited okay. yeah pandemic fucked everything yeah. so this january everybody. was our first show back in like what two years has it been Hell two yeah. years yeah give, give some game because there's a lot of uh comics that also watch this and producers and yeah. give some game to the people how did you guys end up being so successful with that show is it is it based around your community did you get a lot of new uh, uh people yeah, to come I out can, i can answer it so what happened is we I know what day we started. 2019 is when we really all started. I was like two, three months into comedy and I met Rami. And then um, I just wanted to show, throw a show during the summer. That, mm. that 2019. I was like, yo, Rami, I just want to throw a show. Mind you, I didn't even have five minutes of material at the mm. time. I really didn't. And then we were like, let's just rent out a theater in August and see what happens. And then like literally maybe a week before the show, I finished my set. I'm like, okay, I have 10. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. 10 minutes. And there's five of us. So we're all doing 10, 15 each. So we get about an hour of, uh, of a show. Who hosted? Um, we we take turns. Like last show, Rami hosted the show. Before that, our Momo hosted. Just, Who hosted the first show? Um, Momo, one of our guys, Momo. He just was very high energy. We're like, oh, let him host. You know, okay. it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then um, the reason we did it was because one, we weren't being booked. Granted, we were still very new into it, but we're like, instead of waiting for opportunity, let's just rent out a theater and see what happens. It was literally just like, let's just see what happens. And then two weeks before the show or three weeks before the show, we like sold a hundred tickets. Like, what the hell? People are coming. And mm. then we just kept doubling down. We're like, all right, let's get new material. This is why I love one. immigrants, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is why I love it. these dudes, bro. Hey, these dudes should show up and be like, all right, let's make a castle. <laughs> let's build a castle. Yeah. Let's fuck everything else. Yeah. Let's just make I it happen. all three of us end up vibing a lot over at the Rev Room. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fun. like, shout, you know, out Rev Rev Room. Room. shout out to Rev Room. Shout out to Rev Room. Shout out to Julia. And that's like a, shout out Julia. That's a, that's a damn, that's a, that's like an immigrant Heavy backed, heavy yeah, show funny. like between the audience no, and between the uh, so it's like a whole movement. Like, with your um, uh, because you you also like to produce shows and everything too, but no. you're already ingrained in the people, man. You got you already mm-hmm. got a history as the party animal, ah, yeah, from, from, yeah. from way back. Like, I thought you might have been might have been bullshitting about that, man, nah. but then other people is like, yo, Tito. 
used to have Project I, X levels. Yeah, I I uh, I lived pretty wild in high school, and um, yeah, I used to have a DJ booth in my basement, and uh, I pimped it out, turned the basement <laughs> into like a club. No way. And then I was just throwing these massive ragers, and then I became like known throughout like literally northern Chicago, just throwing, just as the guy that because we would like we were very good at, at swimming, right? For yeah. example. And then in the locker room, I remember after state. How old were you at this time? This was like 17, 18. I remember after state, like uh, the entire locker room uh, after finals were like, hey, we're all going to go to Tito's. Does anybody know who Tito is? (laughs) And I'm changing and shit. I'm like, oh, y'all, oh, that's me. And uh, okay. And I had like easily 200 people in my house. Wow, that's why. From all over the state, swimmers, athletes, girls. It was crazy. And that was just one of the many parties that I threw. Damn. And it just followed me forever and now it's legendary because I had a New Year's party that was fucking legendary. That's so so, wild. So how fun are drugs and what is your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I wasn't doing too many drugs back. Now I do a little bit more drugs but I think think a good molly, a good sourced (laughs) molly. I like that he said it like it was a fine shark. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying with the crystals, uh, with the brown. Little Savion Blanc with your mushroom. You gotta taste it with the tip of your tongue. It's really just a little bit. You know, it's like grief. Mm. Um, so yeah, good Molly, but uh, I don't really, I don't do too many drugs like that no more. Yeah, I just like to party. Yeah, I be in the gym. I be eating healthy. I'm trying to, you know, recover and trying to just stay young forever, forever. Well, that's nice because we was just talking about um, uh, if you're about ready to check out, would you sign into the metaverse, man? That's a uh, that's an ill concept. Do you do you guys honestly think they'll be able to upload like whatever the spark is that <laughs> you are you are they are they gonna be able to keep that going Maybe, in the man. near future? It's like, but you're afraid of the soul aspect. That's what I think is like. How are you gonna transfer someone's? Uh, now just right. Like, right. I don't know, like. I might sound weird for but like. You no, know, no, no. I feel no. like you could maybe replicate. Like, <laughs> they'll get to a point where they can make uh, AI that looks just like you. Yeah. That could probably think like you. All of those stuff, but like. I think the missing piece is the soul. You can't whatever this, the, whatever, whatever yeah. the thing is that make me say like I'm you, me you are, and yeah. I'm I'm alive right yeah. now. Like, is that ever gonna cross? Because I just watched the movie with uh, Mahershala Ali where he played. Uh, mm. Sw- it's called Swan Song. Swan Song, like where the whole point of the movie was they're uploading his consciousness to the mm. whatever whatever type of artificial intelligence because he's gonna die. But I don't want to ruin the movie. I think it's in the trailer, but yeah, he doesn't want to die, but he doesn't want his family to know that he's dead. He wants his family to, like, to, not get, to not get that traumatic experience. He wants his kid to be still raised with a dad, whatever. So he decides without telling his family that he will just, he'll just die off, but he'll put this AI in the house. And so his family... But like in like a toy? Like a Roomba? No, you look at... <laughs> like you imagine being raised by a Roomba, bro? Like it's, it, it, <laughs> He's like, my son, I want you to be a great man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you drop something, don't worry, I'll get it. <laughs> you and these fucking peanuts. But the point of the movie was like, like they made the artificial intelligence so like you can't distinguish this Mike Knight from this AI Mike mm, Knight. Mm. And then your family doesn't know so they don't have to deal with the hardship of... Of you being gone and you know it's it's like it was like an experimental like this was so in the future he's like the second person mm. they're doing that too and i don't know i was like would i do that would you would you do something like that like i i just don't i don't see it this crossing over into whatever that is without it being lost in translation somehow oh you know, i think it would be just lost what if it doesn't get lost how are you ever going to prove it? It, it? You you end up facing the same consequence of just regular life, right? If somebody's yeah. like, all right, I'm about to upload you on a computer. Hey, am I going to be the same on the other side? 
I don't know. Press play. Oh, <laughs> press play. <laughs> press yeah, let's play. see what happens. You know? yeah. I was curious to know what happens if his son finds out later on that his real dad, because they don't do that in the movie. They just, yeah. like, you know, but I'm like, damn, imagine you wake up and your dad's like, by the way, I'm artificial intelligence. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know how to deal yeah. with that. But, yeah. Sorry. That would be a trip. Yo, are, you guys, so- are you guys, are either one of you guys like uh, uh, super religious or, or spiritual or? I would say I'm spiritual, very spiritual and religious to a certain degree, you know? No. No, I'm not. I'm I'm a so I'm, I'm in between. I'm in between. What are I'm you? Just, what, how would you describe what you have? I I I think it's like a disease. What What do you have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, which Which one do you got? Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I I don't remember what the term is for it, but I'm like, shh, flip a coin for the most part. You know, it's the chicken and the egg. Yeah. Well, there's truth to certain things. Everything's connected. We're all energy. This all whole. This all came from nothing and is going back to nothing. Definitely sounds like somebody that did mushrooms. Yeah, hey! a lot of mushrooms. And <laughs> and there's just an energy that like it's a thread that goes through it all. And we're just happen and to be lucky enough to have consciousness of it all. And then there should be some gratitude for it. But people create fucking religions and like forms and like oh you gotta do this you gotta wear that like what, you ta- what the fuck are you talking about we just experienced this when shit it gets muddy a little bit the we message. just experienced this shit you should be happy for it if not whatever try to be a good person because then the fucking lights go off some people think you come back I don't and that's it so you there think you go. when you pass away it just goes blank it just boom. you just you're like a drop of water and you just go back into the fucking ocean into the all ofness the all of it and nothingness of it so the end is just like the beginning. You might just go back into a... Yeah, you just might like whoo, tunnel and you come back out as a new baby and you're crying because you're like, oh, I got to do this shit again. I am curious. I am curious. So uh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming you're, you're Muslim yeah. background, yeah. right? In the comedy world, so t- to, to, to my ignorance, right? It seems like there's stringent laws and, 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 and practices yeah. that, that go along with the, with the Muslim faith. Yeah. When that translates over into comedy or if you have like a, a, a majority Arab or Muslim yeah. uh, 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 audience, uh, audience how does that translate over? So for me personally, I'm a comedian who happens to be Muslim. There is Muslim comedians. Ah. I just, I'm a comedian who happens to be Muslim. I'll make jokes. Like my last set, I had Jesus jokes. I made fun of Palestine. I, like, I didn't, I don't sit there and be like, I'm going to make Muslim jokes. Or I'm not going to sit there and write a really great joke and be like, oh, the Muslims might be mad at me for this one. Right, I right. just, if it's funny, I'm going to go based <laughs> off that. You know, and I don't want to, and it's hard. I've been trying to find that balance or the identity within that where it's like, I don't want to come off like, oh, I'm anti-Muslim or anti-Arab, but I'm human. I, I, I want to, my comedy is about my human experience. Mm. And so I might talk about being Muslim on stage if I find something funny that I might talk about what, you know. So it's, some people, like I've met Muslim comedians and they sit there and I, I'm assuming they're like, these jokes are all Muslim. They only perform at MSA events, which is like Muslim. Ah, associ- you know what I mean? And yeah. they make money. That's their pocket. And, and maybe that's just who they are and they embrace it. I'm not like, oh, you're not a real comedian. I'm not like that to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just that's just not me, though. You know? Mm. And and I'm also not the most religious dude in the room. Like, I'm sure. very, you know, I'm yeah. very, I'm like learning as I go. You know what I mean? Like, I know Muslims who are like, yeah, I pray five times a day, <laughs> da, 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 da. And they do everything correctly. And like, I wish I could be more of that. And uh, at the moment, I'm not. At the moment. I like know? a good Jesus joke, you know? Hell yeah. Especially when the comedian... Nails it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Holy moly. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> How is it doing? Because you do a lot of comedy, um, yeah. like, out in, like, because uh, uh, you, you're always in Mexico. I'm always Puerto in Mexico, Rico, Puerto Rico. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. So do you do stand-up in Spanish, too? No, or? I've tried. It's not good. Okay. It's just uh, I don't have the the way they, they, yeah. they like, 
the lingo of it. Yeah, the lingo of it. I mean, I'm fluent, but I don't live there, so I don't have like the localisms yeah. and the vernacular. Are you the same person speaking in English as you are speaking in, in Spanish? Spanish? Yeah, in group settings for sure. I have the same kind of like wit and like jokiness about it. But when it came to stand up, it was just maybe I was in my head. I also went up after this guy that has like three Netflix specials that he just walked. I'm, I'm sorry about that. This, he just walked <laughs> in the room and I was like, oh shit. And it was my first time doing it in Spanish. The room was packed. I was nervous. I was like, that's not going to be good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do that. I do it in English down there a lot. There's a lot of expats, a lot of uh, these little beach towns nice. that have like overloaded with all these digital uh, workers and uh, retirees and shit. Uh, and so you go, you put up flyers, and you have a show, and it'll be like four or five of you, but it'll be like a hundred motherfuckers that That's show dope. up, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. probably the place where I've done my best 20-minute sets is in no Mexico, hmm. 20, 25 minutes. Because one, it's relatable. I can talk about my experience without having to like update the whole crowd. Right. You know, as they're kind of used to living there. And uh, yeah, Puerto Rico has a tiny little scene, but it's growing. But I think Mexico is like... Yo, it's the shit. Really? I, I want to take a bunch of comics with me. I want to do like a little tour uh, down by the end of October so we can do Dia de los Muertos. Say do this. A, yeah, do a Dia de los I'll, Muertos I'll show. Spanish. I'll, I'll go. You don't even have to. With the <laughs> yeah, places we just, go. Just spell the word socks <laughs> over and over again. S-O-C-K-S, baby. S-O-C-K-S. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds legit. S-O-C-K-S. <laughs> just change the octaves and stretch a couple of S-O. C-K-S. <laughs> that's what it is that's hilarious yeah, hey, yeah. speaking of though because you were touching on a point that I, I think i've touched on uh on the show a few times where you were saying hey there's certain uh, uh muslim comedians that are only going to cater to a particular audience yeah. and i see i see certain comics that are only going to cater to this culture that audience yeah. this and that um and with that so actually i was wondering i think whoopi goldberg just got popped for talking about the Holocaust. And she was saying on somebody's show, I think it was her show that she just got like, like taken down from, that she didn't think the Holocaust was about race. And then she ended up getting fired for that. I mean, I don't know why you would just come, there's, out, there's one, why you would come thought, out on daytime TV. There's one rule about like the Holocaust, and that's to not talk about that's the Holocaust, bro. It's just stop it. It's just stop business. opinionating on it. Just stop, like, honestly talk. Don't even say it. Just be like, okay, it was a thing. It happened. Moving on. Wait, that's how they're making you I'm, feel about it. I'm mad ignorant, but I thought, isn't judaism a religion i thought he was trying to kill off jews i didn't yeah but it was, was it was a racial it was racial everything at the end of the day for the the nazi regime there was, was ra- I see what you mean. racially no, charged by the blonde hair blue eyes and then there was blonde hair blue eyed jews and they were like yeah but you're jewish so you can get the bucket you know so what i'm saying yeah. it could be, okay it was a little bit of both what was her statement do you remember what she said word for word or i honestly didn't read no, just basically one thing that it wasn't just it wasn't about race because there was people that looked like them that they did this too again that and, ba- uh, I think I think what she was getting to my interpretation of it is that based on just skin tone, she was equating race to like skin tone. Yeah, and being that somebody of Jewish heritage will probably have white skin, it's not race. It was more of a culture thing, damn, okay. uh, or a religious background. Got fired up, got fired out uh, uh, for that. But there's a lot of sensitivity to it, right? Yeah, in yeah. my eyes, I think comics in general are like the last guardians against. Like the First Amendment, your right yeah. to say yeah. whatever it is that you're gonna she, say. Now you you have to answer for it. You can get in trouble has, for it or whatever. She has the right to be wrong. 
You know what I'm saying? She has the right to be wrong. But what is this suspended for two weeks? Like, like you kicking me out of school for three days because I fucking said a thing. Like, this is my job. What are you gonna do? So she gets she gets suspended or whatever she's got going on right now. Just two. Joe Rogan. How do you feel about what happened with Joe Rogan? Because you're a comedian and then you, you know, leave Joe alone or whatever. (laughs) Like leave Joe. You know what? It's funny. I had this conversation with my friends. She's great. I love her to death. Uh, but she was really going off on Joe. Okay. And I replied and I was like, I mean, let's talk about this or whatever. And long story short, I was trying to see her points, but she was really, she's like, I had an ex-boyfriend who would listen to him all the time. And honestly, I'm sick of his cis heteronormative bullshit. And I'm like, mm. none of those words are real. <laughs> like, what are you like nothing you just said. What do you mean? You're talking about a straight white dude talking yeah. like a straight white dude then you know what i'm saying i'm like what's it and he's a comic so i mean i don't even think of him as white to be honest he's just a dude that just does dude shit yeah i i, I for me i just i saw the video the first one where he was saying the n-word and i'm like you fucked up you're not supposed to, you shouldn't i don't like i just made me feel uncomfortable okay. when people that are saying and he he was comfortably saying it you know what right, I mean? like, right. so i was all right but then he knew that was a mistake but then when he did the black apes, what did he say? Like, I went to a neighborhood right, and it right, felt right. like Planet of the Apes. I was like, dude, that's like racist. Like, that's, I don't know. I yeah, don't know it is. And then he himself, if you watch the full video, what? he's like, that was racist. And then kept going. I'm Immediately like, afterward. Well, that's yeah. what, that's what, so what I try my best to do is not get knocked off my pivot by the internet trying to tell me how I should feel or what I should yeah. think, especially if it's a bunch of chopped up clips yeah. out of context, right? Yeah. I will get, we're comics. Yeah. So you could take anything I say, you take any night that I perform, you cut it and then cut it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah. a wrap. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm losing it all. Yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, you, if you take I mean? everything. I'm like, he's been talking for 12 years. That's true. If you go yeah. through all of it, you're going to find things you're not going to like and you could easily splice it. They did the same thing with the young Turks. I don't know if you've seen the Young Turks, uh-huh. but it's like this progressive news YouTube yeah. channel, whatever. And there was like a minute clip of their people saying the N word, blah blah blah. But they're progressives, and no one was saying shit. And you're like, yeah, because this is a person with a lot of eyeballs on them, and it's easy to start yelling because of fucking whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I like think he's fine. Do you I think he's going to be still okay. Watch Joe Rogan when he's so quote, quote unquote culturally canceled at the moment, but if he if he's I think if anything it helped would him. You still watch it. I mean, I still listen to yeah. his shit. Who cares? Yeah. Like, listen, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not in my feelings about words. And this is a word that I need to be in my feelings about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to me with the context it matters, but at the end of the day when he does a 4-hour fucking thing there's a lot of information there and if he jokes around and takes things like one two times out of context for me i'm like man it's not it's not gonna move my fucking we could play the sticks and stones game all day yeah but every culture every culture has a word you use amongst yourselves that if somebody else uses it in context out of context and people are going to be rubbed the wrong way you know what I mean? Sure. And you're allowed you're allowed to do it inside of your your bubble, your community or whatnot. Right. I mean, you could think how many how many do they have for the Hispanic community? Mm-hmm. How many do they have for the Arab community, yeah. the Muslim community? And it's all it's all fun and good in your yeah. thing. If you say it out loud, so if we're being completely honest when it yeah. comes to any hip hop artist, any rap artist, yeah. any given one of their songs is gonna have the N-word in it seven hundred and eighty-three times, right? And if you're a superstar hip hop artist, 
Guess who's supporting you? It ain't black folk. It ain't thirteen percent of the American population. It's like middle school. It's white, white it middle school is. Kids. It's sixteen-year-old white yeah. kids that is while they're in their room uh-huh. playing Call of Duty. Yeah. They are screaming and shouting at the top of their lungs. You know, yeah. living in that vibe and being who they is. So if one of them happens to come out, I'm not saying that's who Joe Rogan is. Yeah. But to be under the impression. You know what I mean? That that it's not being said. Sad. Yeah, that's fine. But splice, you know, you know I mean? but splice would be like, he said it. Shouldn't he have said it? Who knows? The context was taken out. But I don't think he was doing it to be like, f that <laughs> n word over there. Yeah. Took my parking spot or whatever. He was just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. There's they're saying a racist thing and then being an actual racist. Yeah. Is anybody is, not racist? That's what I'm 24 saying. Hours a day, I'm like, seven days bro. a week. The things that go There's through my levels. head when I see someone cut me off in the highway and I pull up and I see <laughs> who exactly they are, the shit that goes in yeah. my head, I'm like, oh, I knew it. Not even racist or racial. I am an ism or an ist to a level depending on, on what's yeah, happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, how do you, so, you, so you, right now, if Joe Rogan like, asked you to be on the show, you'd be like, no, nah, because you said that. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, one, I would I, uh, Joe Rogan. You're welcome at any given time, any moment that you want to be. On. Uh, but on top of that, if he was, let's say he was a blatant racist, racist which is a, a, a diamond in the rough. Yeah. It's a rose out of the concrete. You're not going to find that. We were just talking about yeah, that. We like were. when I had uh, 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 Olivia on the previous episode, and she said, you know, I grew up in a town full of racists. If I asked everybody she was thinking about which one of you were racist, nobody would raise their hands. Yeah. So if I was able to get somebody who was outwardly racist and felt a way about against a culture yeah i would definitely love to tap into that person's psyche find out you know ask the questions like where where does this come from i think that's a beautiful approach it's like i that's why i don't like cancel culture to a certain degree because because of the fact like if someone messed up whatever whether it be joe rogan or whoever whatever happens i feel like we should give that person like the human yo you're still human we messed up let's talk about this yes like i hate when they just cancel you're done no one wants to hear from me it's like yo let's grow from this joe because mm. joe has so much power he could really make some big changes and then like change the mindset of his father like he could really make a good impact you know what i mean if we help him grow or whatever you know tell him where the mistakes are and i yeah. know for a fact he's never you gonna can't say it ever again yeah is that good yeah done <laughs> the, um... like, you know what i'm saying like that's basically what that's what does he need to learn he's not an ignorant, un- unknown no, sure. person. No, but I'm saying use that moment to teach others, not just him. Teach Instead of like canceling him and getting rid of him. Like I remember I, I was reading something like one of the NBA owners said the N-word on a phone call or something. Like this is... They took his team, they, bro. Yeah, they they just, took his And I'm like, team. bro, that could have been a moment to like really tap into that. Because now what happens... But he said like, it in a very racist context. He did. He did. He's, that, he's was, wrong. that was he, like, oh, he thinks he's better than them and he's using and he's it derogatory. And he's a thousand percent wrong and he could go yeah. to hell. But, uh, but the thing is like what happens is now all the other racists go into hiding. Yeah. Now all the, and now it becomes more discreet and more subtle. Like racism exists. We're talking about it's just more subtle nowadays. It's no longer mm. blatant and your face. Yo, Mike, da-da-da-da. It's more yeah. like, yo, Mike, you can't get the job. Yo, Mike, you can't come exactly into this neighborhood. Right. We this like they just change the way that they are racist. You know what I mean? Like it's more subtle. Like and and I think we just gotta start addressing. It. And I I was talking to this uh, to a Palestinian yesterday at my job because I did a Palestine joke and I was making fun of Palestine. It's like yo, sure. it's a touchy subject, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I was we, making fun of Palestine to yeah, a Palestinian. You know, and, nah. and I love Palestine. Like I went to the protest, everything. I'm pro Palestine. I want them to be free. But like, if we don't take time to you know joke about certain things. If we don't laugh at it, they're going to laugh at us. 
You know what I mean? If we, Absolutely. me and a Palestinian can't laugh at the situation, yo, he made fun of Iraq, I make fun of Palestine. If we can't do that, then everyone else is going to point and laugh at us and we're just going to be mad. Like, we got we to gotta address it, you know what I mean? And have that, you know, that aspect to be like, let's, let's talk about it. And that's why I love comedy because I go on stage, I want to talk about anything and everything and do it in a, I you think know? Uh, one of the shows I was hosting at the Red Room, uh, I think you and the bros was out. And then, like, uh, an Israeli comic got up there yeah. and was doing his thing. It's, it's like chairs weren't moving. Yeah. Like, tomato think, cans weren't flying around. Especially, it's, the intention is what matters. You know what mm. I mean? I think, like, when I, if I see whoever going up on stage and doing whatever joke, it's like, are they going on that stage to really try to make us laugh and we all have a good time and connect? Or are they up there with an agenda? Yeah. Are they like like if the if the, let's say that Israeli in that situation was like I'm gonna go oh, there's four Palestinians I can't wait to call them this and piss them off and make fun of them then that's wrong yeah. but if he's going up there it's like yo man I'm Israeli we're also this and this you know like and he has a different intention I appreciate it you know what I mean mm. even if he maybe messes up here and there I'm like he's at least trying to address it you know can we be honest like you're not going to cancel human nature and cancel nope. culture is the new racism mm. it's 24 hours seven day a week access to the human collective and you're just picking out something that you don't like at the time it's like it's like it's like vegas bro it's on non-stop and yeah. as soon as you take a position on something there's have you ever had somebody like like an old teacher that you didn't like was like you know uh seven plus three is ten you're like fuck you bitch it's green <laughs> 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 like you may not have caught that it was ten because right. your math skills are horrible. Do you, right. <laughs> <laughs> you might. But sometimes I just don't like hearing somebody tell me what it is I should think, should even doing. if it's right. I'm like, ah, just suck right. a fat one. I don't know, but you might get this. But like, just the just the fact that we're having such so much energy put into the context of a comedian's words. Mm-hmm. Like energetically across the country is such a fucking privilege. It's such a lucky mm. uh, elite way of thinking about the world when the rest of the world is fighting for way different shit. Oh, Physically yeah. in agony from not eating, from no food, from yeah. bad government. Like the fact that we can sit here and even just discuss the context of a word from a guy on a show is like. But words do mean? matter though. Words I'm do matter. Just, you know, they do. Like I'm, very I'm big saying on they words, do you know? matter, but like it's like this is the most privileged shit in the world. I come from Mexico. And yeah, in Mexico, their problems are like, oh, yo, uh, we have to pay the cartel to sell candy on the beach, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some uh, real shit's going on in the world. And that, I mean, that's something I've been thinking about a lot is like, are these things serious? And they are. Can things be better? They can. But look around. Things are pretty fucking good. Uh, uh, like relatively good. And the fact that we even have this conversation, I'm like, ah! Yeah. Nowhere in the world, baby. I was on a, a double <laughs> date not too long ago. Um, you had two dates in one time. Uh, yeah, he uh, did. I'm just a pimp like that. <laughs> hey! But um, <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to her. This is chocolate. <laughs> now we're together. <laughs> yeah. But um, the uh, the other guy that was with it, that was with his old lady, uh, he was Russian, right? Mm. And we're sitting there, we're just chopping it up, man, having having all the things you're not supposed to talk about. Yeah. And uh, uh, he was like, yeah, man, blah blah blah. He had been in the country for for a number of years and he was like man fuck america and my immediate thought i didn't correct him i didn't get tight my immediate thought was you lucky son of a that's exactly why you're here yeah you can go back to russia you can't even go back to russia and say fuck my own country you're dead you came to america voluntarily by the way yep 
They to a country poison. where you can say fuck this country, yeah, and th- that's what people fought and died for. Dude, you know that's what I'm saying is like it's the best is, worst system in my opinion. This is so good that you you got fucking hot water at your crib, you got food you can go get for almost nothing. There's no tanks on the corner. You understand? Like mm. anywhere in the country, you got a subway, a McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's it's so many the comforts. It's it's the hope that, that it's the belief you can do better. And if, and if yeah, you, and it's the belief. Like, can we do better? Yeah, but look where you we came from. We like I fucking been here forever yeah, look at what yeah, they've yeah. gone from and then at the f- same time like yeah he said a thing but at the end of the day we've given this so much attention and energy the l- fucking planet is literally melting bro <laughs> like, and we out here you gotta about. give it up to any country that could put jackie chan and chris tucker in a movie <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> and make sequels and, and they're all bust and they're banging they're, they're all busting, bro best movies Every they were great movies could those could that movie be made today probably probably not yeah of course of course, I mean they had some, <laughs> they had some, some moments in there. But people get choose and pick to be whatever it is is going to be canceled, man. Exactly. It's just, it's just. But a does thing. anything actually get canceled? Like, okay, can you take someone's show away? Sure, but like, if you have your own platform, Ja Rule gets canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think he, he's, people just, he's just not stuff. popping. I'm <laughs> never really. Yo, Ja Rule's in town. And like, Eminem is canceled. Ja Rule. And he then might have been able to come him. back until until Dave Chappelle. Like, 50 Cent got him pretty bad. He did. He did. But then when he was about to stand on his own two feet, Dave Chappelle was like, Where is Ja? Classic. And then he, <laughs> and then he <laughs> killed him. Again. And then he got stuck in that fire thing. And now nobody trusts Ja. No. <laughs> no one trusts Ja. Oh, man. <laughs> How long? So the Super Bowl's coming up. Uh, uh, this week, tomorrow. as a matter of fact, tomorrow. Tomorrow. How long are we gonna have professional contact sports, man? How long is football gonna football is gonna this, get in cleaner? Tinder headed world. Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> I think it's gonna get cleaner. Football is just exciting and fun. I think that sport's always gonna stick around. In terms of the other sports, I mean, I prefer hand checking in basketball, but mm. they're all just gonna be super all offensive. Everything's about scoring points. Do you think there's a moment in time where the Super Bowl is competing with the number one and number two Madden players? Gamers. I could. That, I think it's, yeah. it's getting there. Oh yeah. I think it's more actually. Then the finals of like Final Fantasy World Championship is like sixty million. Also, in a worldwide like, point of view, football is not even watched as much as soccer. No, even. not even. Like so, it's. I could definitely see uh, EA Sports being. I like how the whole world does know about the Super Bowl and to a certain degree watches yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You always see the Super Bowl somewhere. No matter where I've been in the world, when it, when the Super Bowl's been on, they've been playing it at the bars. Even though you're in like a, like Colombia or like. Are you guys whatever. big into sports? Like, do you love watching sports? Are you guys big into like? Did you see the? I Bulls used game? to be really okay. big yeah, into sports. In now day. I'm into sports highlights. Thank oh. you. Now it's just on my phone. I do the like, ten minute. Like, I do the ten minute thing. Three I'm hours to watch though. a game. I love the UFC. I can't get enough of the UFC. I'm a huge fan of the yeah. UFC. Somebody man. said I don't know if it was on a. I heard it from someone. I think somebody told me where it's like if. If you're watching, let's say, a soccer game, but then a fight breaks out, yeah, you're going to watch. I, I forgot who said this. I it, forgot. I it, know what you're I was talking like, about. That's so true because it's like if, if so a fight breaks out, you're going to leave the soccer game and watch the fight. And then once the fight is over, all right, I'll watch. So even if it's happening mm. at the same – you know what I mean? Mm. That's how, I love I In love my UFC. eyes, like the UFC is the – is now this is a stretch, but it's the closest comparison to like comedy. You know what I mean? Oh. Like a sports, a sports team playing uh, foot hockey, uh, yeah. soccer or whatever you yeah. want to call it, uh, or regular football <laughs> foot or, or basketball or whatever. That's like an ensemble. That's like that's like a um, – what's that thing called? Improv? Okay. You mm. know what I mean? You have to share the yeah. audience, share the laugh, share the – oh. but when it's, when it's UFC, it's you in there imposing your will – and there's no backup. There's nothing else. And if you bomb, 
it's lights out. You know Someone I mean? in that ring is the audience, other person is the comedian. The, well, the yeah, audience is the, the audience. audience. I would much and rather it, be your a opponent. Is, your opponent is your ability comic. to tell the yeah, <laughs> yeah. your ability to tell your jokes and get it out there. Okay. But it's you by yourself. It's and, something fun about that. That yeah. just being like on stage when you just it's all you. Like when I fuck up on a t, at a T five show, even though I have five friends with me, we're not performing at the same time. Right. It's it's just you and and I I saw because then you you can't blame anyone. You can't even really blame. You could say, "Oh, the audience." I always them. blame the audience. <laughs> I always blame the audience. Who's 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 one of your favorite fighters? Any number of your favorite fighters? I, mean, I really really love Khabib, but that's because I'm Muslim. You know, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he's a monster. He, he's he an beat animal. Don McGregor, like you know, whatever. Yeah, like, it's like a big deal. But um, I did love McGregor too. I think he's super entertaining. Like I will always mm. watch a McGregor fight. You could hate him, love him. I'll always watch a McGregor fight. Um, Israel's fighting tonight. Israel Desanya. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. fighting. I put, I'm he's fighting. He's fighting that New Zealander again. Whitaker. Right, right, right. Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good fight. When it comes to manifesting destiny, I don't think anybody's done it better than Conor McGregor. Oh, that that that's the only reason I fuck with him because I liked him calling out his fucking KOs and shit while he was coming up, and I was like, this motherfucker, the truth. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he came out. He came big, and you know, he wrote his shit out, and then did the Mayweather thing, and then he's like, oh, fought and done. Like you ever wanted yeah. something so bad that the universe just makes it happen for you? Yeah. Like you just expected it to happen. Like if you're playing basketball and you throw a shot up and you, you know it's know going, it's going you know the it's moment going. and left your hands. Yeah. Or if you're about to have a set and you know you're about to crush yeah, it. Yeah, you, you got to hurry it. up yeah. and go do something else. You're like, let me go ahead and knock this out. Like uh, remember uh, the first Matrix when he like when he came back as the one after he got shot yeah. and he like flexed and the whole different. world flexed around him and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, he moved different. Yeah. That's how like Conor McGregor. I don't. He's skilled for sure. He's got a low he gas tank, but like he, he overpowered like, them mentally. Yeah, mentally, he yeah. won the fight well before they ever <laughs> stepped foot into the ring. Yo, do you guys follow Hasbullah? Hasbullah's uh, ridiculous. I will kill everybody. Funny, that guy, Hasbullah is my he favorite. Is ridiculous. Have you bro. seen? Did you see him trying to fight the, the other? Hell of a punch too. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> You see him try to fight the other little dude at the uh, UFC name? fight? Like, was like, I forgot two, his three name. weeks ago. Anyway, there's two of them. And they yeah. hate each other. And they try, they got in a fight the ringside. That's <laughs> hilarious. hilarious. For a second, I thought you were talking about that dude, Islam, whatever. No, I'm talking about that, the little tiny. The little Hasbulla. Yeah, yeah, Hasbulla, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's my guy, bro. That would be funny if they really got that going as a, as yeah, a UFC they got fight. In there. If they got it as a UFC fight, okay. they would, it would sell out quickly. Like celebrity fights and whatnot, that is the wave now. I don't even know who who. There's three boxers that you really care yeah, about. This yeah, this is how the this is now like this is what we want. This is the crowd, the audience is now picking who we want to fight. That's why it's interesting when you see a Jake Paul or a Logan Paul come in the ring. And you're like, and then they're winning. Bro, like, if we ah, had this power, fifteen, twenty years or whatever, we would have seen the proper Pacquiao Mayweather fight. We would have seen it, but instead that shit took years. But yeah. if it was just us, it'd be like, hey, we'll all give you, you know, yeah. 50 mil a piece mm-hmm. or 70 mil a piece. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> we would have seen that fight when we should have. And I think Pacquiao would have. They definitely dropped good. the ball in boxing. Yeah, that boxing is, you like can't trust boxing. You can't trust boxing. Yes, you can't trust boxing. Yeah, like can't trust boxing. Floyd and what's it called fight, then they're going to lose Then you know, like lose this much money. I think like they both yeah. were scared to, because like when you lose once in boxing, it's pretty over. I like watching the girls fight. Nice. For some reason, <laughs> I do. I just like they're seeing. They're actually throwing down. Yo, uh, they fucking Chef go. Chico, uh, they go up there. Bro. Nunez, Nunez, who, who's Nunez? the girl she that was, lost? Nunez was good. She fought. Who did she fight? What's her name? I, 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 I like that Rose girl. Is she still Rose around? Rose Nunez? 
Yeah, Rose she had like the, the, the ball fade. Rose, she was dog. She she's dog. Oh, but that girl that beat Nunez, I forgot her name, but she's from Chicago apparently. She's Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, why is she pushing? She yeah. was throwing the hand. She was boxing Nunez's face yeah. off, bro. That was I cool. love that. See, the dudes, it's scary because I'm a dude, so I don't want to like imagine what would I do in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, oh. I'll tell you, I would lose. But I when it's lose. two girls, yeah, I'm so like, like yeah. just watching two athletes go at it. And they're you know? and they're fit and they like they yeah. got technique and they're killing it like they're they're dope no that's dope. Mm. What was that Asian girl that lost during the like it was their first UFC fight back after COVID and she it was in Florida and she faced and she was the champion at the time the Asian mm-hmm. girl was a champion I forgot her name she was but, the one that lost to Rose she was the one that lost but they were yeah. saying like boo they were booing her like saying all sorts of racial slurs as she's walking on the stage because she mm. was Chinese if I'm not mistaken I'm pretty wow. sure she was Chinese and it was that you know how like. Yeah, it was fans. Speaking of, crazy, man, speaking of, who this Aquafina chick? Aquafina. name, Shorty's name is so, Aquafina. All right, so I did a thing on my Instagram about Aquafina because she got accused of of basically using a black scent. Have you heard this story? No. Nah. She's been. She's Asian American. I think her descendants. Uh, she might be like Japanese, Korean, okay. or something like that. Isn't she way. from like New York? Like she's from raised? Brooklyn or okay. the Bronx. She was raised there, so she's she doesn't have a black scent. She's New York. She sounds. She sounds like Jadakiss. She. And which is little, endearing because she's very her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so she got accused of it by people that don't know this backstory of her. She had to come out and apologize and like took off her Twitter and shit. Did it turn out she did it? Doesn't really have the Jadakiss accent? Like is that? Is, no, like, she like, just she's, she just talks like it's oh, like Eminem. It's like because yeah. I talk with an accent and grab on my uh, balls. Call, like this is that's <laughs> just who you are, bro. That's just who you are. Yo, Valentine's Day, she calls you like, yo, what up, son? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, hey, we fixing to meet hey, at the restaurant. Hey, hey, Yo, I'm about to be at the Olive Garden, God. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yo, is she bad? <laughs> Yo, grab me some this One. Is she bad, though? Is she a baddie? Like, Yo, I mean, She's hey, not hey, bad. I mean, I'm not. Hey, yeah, hey, I mean, I would. But. <laughs> we both like, hey, you know, hey, at the end. Is culture, is culture specific to anybody? Or are you allowed to partake of it? Man. See, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing that kind of that catches me, kind of catches me off, right? When uh, um, uh, 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 the Marvel movies, they had uh, Black Panther came out, right? Mm-hmm. Fire movie, by the Super way. Great movie. Shout out, uh, uh, shout out to Chadwick. Shout out to um, uh, Michael B. Fella. Jordan. Shout out to everybody that was in that movie, right? So Black Panther comes out. It's a whole movement. I was actually touched. It's not my, it's not my, uh, my number one Marvel movie. It might be my favorite just because of the message, the portrayal, everything. Yeah, and the whole thing was on. amazing. I felt something. I thought you know it was what I mean when it I watched beautiful. it. I felt something. I cried. Now, now, black folks community took it over. It was it was phenomenal. It was fantastic. End of the day, Black Panther was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. two white guys. Interesting. Yeah, they oh. created it, wrote them, created them from the ether. They created Hawkeye, uh, uh, that's yeah. played by Old oh Boy, uh, uh, and in the Wisdom Call, they created the X Men, which is just it's just a, a metaphor for um, the Holocaust. Like um, a damn not the Holocaust, but a metaphor for um, civil rights. Oh, okay. Like Professor X is uh, Martin Luther King, Magneto is Malcolm X. All the mutants are slaves. You know what I mean? Wow, oh, I so this. and then the man it got yeah. you. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, when they're talking about all right, Aquafina is still in the black scent. You could flip around, and if you Jack Kirby and you Stan Lee, rest in peace, both of them, you could be like, well, you still in. 
our character and making a lot of money off of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still whoever's running Marvel Studios. So, mm-hmm. are are you are you allowed to share in other people's cultures? Is that oh is that God. diluting the cultures? <sighs> That's tough. This one, is man. so annoying. I don't, I'm a, I don't know. How do you how do you feel about it? What do you think? Do you think? Is it wrong for those two white dudes to make that? Do you, what, what do you think about the situation? I, agree. I mean, it's it's people you'll forget easily because most people probably don't know that it was created by two. But don't even ask the you question. Think, did they give other writers credit? Was there like uh, other people you know that were writing it with them, or they're just the ones that they generated really? this stuff from back? In, this is back in the um, in the fifties and sixties, bro. Like so my thing is, I grew up in military family. I grew up all around the world. You know, I lived in Japan. I lived no in uh, I lived in like England, and there's I picked up a lot from yeah. other places. They pick up a lot. From mm-hmm. us, it's a and especially these days now with social media and whatnot and the world whole world connectivity, you're gonna cross over into other people's cultures. Right. Like, what are you kidding me? I grew up on kung fu movies, right. Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Culture's um, meant to be whatever. shared, bro. You know what I mean? Nothing. Nothing's more um, like this is a sign when you're like in Mexico is like when you show up to my crib, like we'll give you a shot of tequila. It's just mm. like it's your first time at my crib. That's what we do. It's always about sharing. And if some white dude, like, hey, I have tequila. This is what I do yeah. now. I feel like that's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think of it as like, oh, you're taking something that's mine. Maybe if it's like a sensitive from like a ritual or like a okay. very like much more like connected to earth thing. And if you're not connected to earth and you're just using it because it looks cool, then it's like, okay, well, I can't really correct you, bro. This is your path in life. Whatever. <laughs> I would ask you, Eunice. So yeah. uh, my pop's out of the family. Everybody's out in Philly. Okay. Going back and forth to Philly my whole life, right? A lot of big beards out there. A lot yeah. of uh, five percenters. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That that are a variant of the Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. There's some folks out there that believe, you know, uh, black Israelites are the original. Right. Uh, uh, you know, this culture, that culture. Um, but there's uh, uh, sections of the Muslim faith especially out on the East Coast, yeah. that are, are follow probably a different edict, different rules. Right. How do you feel about that? I think well, uh, what's interesting is Islam in America, uh, the majority of Muslims in America are actually not Arab or brown or they, they're mm. actually black. I, like, if, I don't mm. know if you know this. So it's, uh, I think being Muslim is not an Arab thing. Being Muslim is, is just a religion aspect. So, and if you go to Mecca, like, which is our holy land, like, it's people from like Malaysia, people from mm, all over. Everywhere. And that's, I think, everywhere. what even changed Malcolm X. Like when Malcolm X went to Mecca, came back, he was a different person because yeah. he was like, oh, this is a human. Like, remember when Malcolm was like, yeah. super, like I don't even want to talk to white people. Absolutely. Like, and, and it was, and I understand it, I get it. But then when he went to Mecca and came back, he was like, oh, this is this bigger than that. You know, and, and, it, mm. and, and so I think that's what's beautiful about Islam. And I'm going to try to convert you guys, honestly, at this point. Uh, for, no, no, I, hey, I got a holy Quran in the house. Hey, go just, crazy. Just to have it. So it's beautiful to me to see that happen. It's beautiful to see like a Asian dude who's like, yeah, Muslim, he's speaking Arabic. Like to me, I'm like, huh, he knows Arabic. Like it's a beautiful mm. feeling to me. You know what I mean? How is Malcolm X viewed in the Arab culture? Or in, in, in yeah, on, I, on that I side? Think, I think he, him, Muhammad Ali, um, it was, a, it was mm. at Ali, Bumba, yay, baby. Like at Muhammad Ali, yeah. Muhammad Ali is ride for, like is, Muslims love Muhammad Ali. He's, he's, ah, wow. yeah. he's the, the Venn diagram of all of it. Yeah. From uh, black culture, American culture, uh, mm. Islam, yeah. And then just like just fit in like that perfect yeah. amount of just he, all of it. 
and mm. became and like he's a, a great hero. dude. He's a fucking he's a hero, a legend. So when he went from Cassius Clay and said, "I'm not fighting in this war," oh, and yeah. then he was his a principled and, and man, stood like, under persecution. That was big. Bro, he was huge. a principled man by everyone's principles, by American principles, mm. by Islam's principles, bro. and by it, just a he's human. He's one of principle. the greatest humans of all time. Of, of course, definitely legendary. He's iconic. Legendary. But, like he would, he could go. I think, if I'm not mistaken, like some Arab country, like literally was like. He, if he just showed up, he could he could sell out an arena just by him showing. Like showing he's up. just talking to the people. Mm-hmm. I think at one point, and this is like a real story, uh, Saddam, because I'm from Iraq. Saddam had some American hostages. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and they sent Ali, they bro. They sent Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was so respected that a dictator in Iraq was like, Muhammad just Muhammad Ali asked me to let them mm-hmm. go. I'm gonna let them go. Fuck America, but Muhammad Ali, we love him. Wow. That's how powerful Muhammad was. You know, he's so, he's legend. He should have a fucking statue and a street named after him. Yeah. every fucking city in this, it's, in this country. So that's how we feel. You know, I think I, I can say I can speak for a lot of Muslims that say it'd be very beautiful to see people from all over. I think that's what makes it beautiful. And, you know, so that's just my you're, So you're 25. So for the most part, 9-11 is like a, a history. It's just something in the past that happened. Mm. Right. So I don't even necessarily know if you would remember time before that as opposed to after that. Right. Is there... Th- is there still remnants of that in the culture? Like when you for, talk to your family members, older me, people? For me, when it's, when the word 9-11 comes, even though it happened, I think I was, what, four when it happened? Right, right. And, but that one single event changed my whole life because because of that, America attacked Iraq. You know what I mean? Like it was right. like one of the premises of like they have weapons of mass destruction. Changed your life completely. Yeah. And it so, changed your life completely. And then it affected everything after that because then when I came to America after that whole journey of going from Iraq to Yemen, from Yemen to Georgia, because I was just a refugee, we yeah. were trying to get to safety because of the war. When I finally came to America, then it's like, oh, you're Arab, we hate you because you did 9-11. You know, it was like a lot of that mm. feeling of like, like people would, 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 they, when they think of Arab and Muslim, they think of 9-11. You should just be like, yeah, you should Arab, be like, Muslim, <laughs> Pakistani, yeah. anybody that yeah. vaguely resembles. Like, even people that weren't Muslim, Sikhs, were, yeah, which yeah, are, yeah. they're not Muslims. They were because they had the beard and they looked a little bit. Punjabi, anything. is You know, yeah. so I knew a lot of people that it changed, like, other, not me, but like I had uncles, mm. not, I want to say uncles, but like family friends. That lived in the states who changed their name. Like they were Muhammad. Let's say that was their name. They became. Wow. They became Mo. They used to have a beard, but they work in a corporate setting. They shaved their beard. That was like a real reality till this day. You gotta survive, you know? baby. Wow. Yeah. You and survive. your beard's if you're if you're a, a staunch follower of the faith, and your beard's not supposed to be marred or anything it, like that, right? It's, there, it's not like a rule. It's not like a, oh, if you're Muslim, you have to have a beard. But it's because all the prophets had beards. All the so it's ah. almost like you wanna you know live in their footsteps, kind of. Their ethics, or this, Jesus this, had a gnarly yeah, beard. Jesus had no beard, from what you know, what we assume from the writing. <laughs> um, but so I say that to say it definitely impacted the culture, and that's why it's beautiful now to see like the 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 narrative get changed a little bit. To see like a show like Rami on not our friend Rami, mm. but the show Rami on Hulu, right. and to see like uh, uh, Rami Malik played the dude from Queen. What's the, what's the movie? Uh, uh, mm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Like right, right, that's right. an Arab man. That's a, you know what I mean. He got an Oscar. Like as an Arab, I'm like. What the narrative is changing? Like we're mm. now we're not just and Freddie Mercury you know, Freddie. also Er man. Yeah, he was. He was. He was <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, what they were Iranian? I think uh, uh, Lebanese or oh. Persian. A part Persian. of something. something uh, like yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um, but look it up. So it's cool to see that happening, and I get a lot of messages from like 
Arabs or Muslims or whatever, they're like, dude, it's so cool to see a Muslim person, Arab person doing comedy. And it's like, it's like not the normal route, you know what I mean? I mean, in general, none of us, it's sure. always interesting to see anybody become a comedian in any race, but it's like, it's even a little bit more because it's the rarity of it within our culture and within. Yeah, because it's know? giving you a platform to speak your mind yeah. under a culture, I think, that is kind of withholding some thoughts. Facts. We're like, so theatrical in America yeah. that, that if you get a chance to be on the spotlight and shine and be like, here's the highlights of this and that, and you know what I mean? What my culture brings yeah. to the table, then it just makes it it makes it cool. Yeah. yeah. No, and it, you know, I, I hope it, it changed. Like, I don't think everyone should be a doctor. I don't think everyone should be... Uh, like, in our culture, it's kind of like embedded. And I, and I know a lot of cultures as well, like, like where it's like you got to be a doctor, engineer, da, 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 da. And I'm like, not everyone should be a doctor. Like, don't, tr- if, if I was to become a doctor, you guys should be scared. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm. dumb as hell. Like, I'm not going to be yeah, able to operate. Like, even, nah, you know? bro, I'm still tweaking off of 2019 <laughs> to 2022. I don't want you, I don't want you clipping my no, fingernails, no, no. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, y'all keep the party going. Be right, right go ahead, do your thing. But how, how was it when you told your family? I was curious to ask you. Um, see, you- it's, it's different, man. Um, my brother, so my mom has five. There's five of okay. us. Two with my dad, three with her first husband. Okay. They got like 15, 16 years difference. Nice. Um, okay. So my older brother, um, I never like lived with him or anything, but like I just knew him and growing up and we know each other and see each other. But like when I was young, my brother had like a sitcom in Puerto Rico. Really? Yeah, like this short little lived sitcom. It was like 10 episodes That's or whatever. Still super wild. He got into acting, he got into theater, and then he got into stand up and became like this legendary stand up in Puerto Rico. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. But it completely missed me. No, I, you, you're, yeah, I feel like you're on that route though. Getting, um, well, it missed me in terms of like living with that experience. Oh, I was a baby. I didn't get to hear. Oh. I hear it now when I go to Puerto Rico. Okay. And, okay. His friends will be like, oh, you do comedy. Yo, you got to hear about your brother. So he's still in the culture of Puerto Rico like a big... <sighs> like, no, he's in the theater now. He produces theater. Wow. Um, so he, he had that whole experience, but his experience was dark. Not dark, but I would say like bad because people took stuff from him. Yeah, yeah. Took ideas. The classic. Uh, the classic, yeah. you know, wouldn't pay him. And the whole nine. But anyways, so when I do my whole soul searching when I'm 31 and I decide that I want to do comedy and give up like my career and everything... My mom was just like, all right, just know it can suck. (laughs) She saw it happen to her brother. To my brother, her son. Her son, yeah. And she's like, just know it's a crazy world. And I was like, all right. And then no one really batted an eye because my brother already kind of like went through it. Oh. Hey. Make the world laugh, laugh, baby. baby. Hey, we see you, man. Shout out, man. What's up, man? Hey, don't try and come in on my show hijacking it like you got a name out here, bro. Nah. (laughs) Shout out, man. Yeah, so anyways, that's my family didn't react to. In fact, my sister was the one that got me into comedy. Really? My sister, my closest sister. What was the first comedian that you guys saw? Like you saw, oh my God, what is this? Oh, oh, gee, first saw? I don't know, but I used to be big in Adam Sandler when I was little. Okay. But I never saw him and thought I was. Uh, that's what I wanted well, you to do. Stand up, or you saw mm. his comedic movies? Uh, I had his discs. I had his albums. I remember that man. Wow, they're all gonna laugh at you inside. Of, I I don't know what time. Yeah, you know, I, I know what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, his like three albums that he came out with were fucking. So they you were had the a, audio yeah. version of it. Okay, I want to say the first um, special that I can remember remember seeing early on Being was uh, Bill Cosby himself. 
My folks had it like the bootleg of it. Wow. And I, it was the most one, notwithstanding anything going on. No, whatever. no, no, of course. But it's the art. Yeah, the fa- now, that, now that I'm, you know, in the game and I recognize it, he did a comedy special where televised where he walked out. He did not speak for the first like minute and a half, two minutes. He walked across ovation. the stage. No, he just walked across the stage, bro, making Bill Cosby faces. Really? That's how he opened his televised comedy special, bro. Did you see? He walked from one side of the curtain across the stage (laughs) without looking at the audience, came back the other way, looked at him, (laughs) made a made a Bill Cosby face, and then did it killing. Dude, did you see televised? Did you see the video of Bill Cosby when they released him from jail? Oh my! And the cameras were like following him, and his lawyers were in front of him, and he's just walking, he's like. You can't help him. You're like that. It's fucking Bill, dude. Oh, it's fucking Bill. I gotta try watching his stand up again. I never got into his. Everybody that I love and adore, they all go to Cosby. Because you know what? They all refer to Cosby. You you know when you watch stand up and then you like see what's going on and whatever, and then you like do the research and everyone goes, yeah, Richard and Uh yeah, Eddie and yeah, Bill, Bill. When I went back and watched Richard, I'm still a huge fan of Richard Pryor. When you go back and watch Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. get the con, I'm like, I love it. Like it's funny. I can see the funny with Bill. Just I never it, re- it resonate with me. Sure, I sure. get it. Yeah, I, I was the same like, with. Yeah, he's funny, but George knowing the Carlin. mechanics now yeah, and George. going back, going going yeah. back and knowing the mathematics you go, I see of it what all, he's doing. and you can you can take bits and pieces yep. out of out of anything. My like, my wow, game he's my a game changer, master comedian. My game changer was BT's Comic View. Growing up, BT's was Comic View uh, with Definitely. like was Bruce, Bruce, fucking uh, Shuck It, Duck It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would watch that religiously. I think it was really? like Wednesday nights or mm. Friday nights. I would just say, I would memorize them all. Wow. And then DL Hughley came, and then the Kings DL of Comedy, came. and I love DL like his yeah, yeah. his crowd work, his life. Look at oh, you, your big bird. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Who that did shit. It for you? Um, I, I so because I grew up in Rockford, I was around my the area I live was like a majority Latino neighborhood. Mm. So I used to love George Lope, the George Lopez show in general. I was a okay, big, you know okay. just that, <laughs> Fresh Prince. I, if you met me in middle school, you think I was Mexican of how much I was just so yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. See, that was your that was the yeah, that was where you at. You know, that's where you were. At. And and, uh, and sh- I love like the culture, and it's very a lot of similarities between Mexican culture and Arab culture. A lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. home. It felt like and so I used to, and then one day I'm like going through the channels and I see George Lopez, but he's doing stand up, and I was like, whoa, whoa. It's not his show. This is yeah, him on stage. Else. I was like, this is part of the show. Is this? And I was like, what, like elementary school, you know? And then I just like fell in love with it. It's funny then, that George Lopez. I think it was the special, the Why You Crying special. And it was okay. hilarious. Why like he crying? was, yeah, why are you crying? You know, it was just, it was yeah. hilarious. And then from there, I, the bug bit me of like, I love watching stand up. And then yeah. I think the, the first know? time I saw, I think, I think it was Chris Rock. I went out for Valentine's Day. I went to Chris Rock and he did this whole thing. And that was just sitting there while I was laughing. I was like, fuck, I want to yeah. do this. Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I, like seeing it in live and how, seeing the performance, I was like, I how fucking. How old were you when you were like, I want to do this? That's what I'm curious. Because when I watched George Lopez, I was just a kid. I was like, this is well, raw. I fell in love with the, the art, but I didn't think I could yeah, do it. Yeah, when yeah. was that for you guys? I was like in, fifth, I was probably like in fourth or fifth grade. Okay. Who where I see? really. Was it, you said Chris Rock? Uh, no, that was Chris Rock was much later when I actually saw it and I was convinced. I was like, I can do, I can do yeah, this. Yeah. Like, this is not something that's out of my abilities. Uh, but since I was a kid, I just I just was a class clown and I loved the attention. And then I would watch Comic View and I would go the next day to school and I would say, say all the jokes. jokes. Yeah, just say all classic. the jokes. Just say all the jokes. I didn't even know what I was saying. How about you, Mike? I was dumb. So I, I, I didn't start until I was 30 and I was locked up. 
and I was making everybody else that was locked up in there laugh with me. And this one guy that was 10 years younger than me was like, why aren't you a comedian, bro? Like, when we get out of here, yeah. <laughs> come find me. I do comedy. You really? need to start doing it. Who is that person? Yeah, yeah. Is that person, are you still connected with that uh, person? Kind of not really. He's out in um, he's out in L.A. I ain't really? talked to him in, uh, I ain't talked to him in a kill theodric. He's out there in L.A. doing his Shout thing, out. man. I see Message you, my him. boy. Yeah, 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 man. He's uh, uh, yeah, he's 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 taking off out there, bro. But um, but do you remember watching stand up and being like, oh my god? Is that I definitely. I've always been a fan. I was, I was, I've been expelled, the yeah. old class clown, yeah. the, the 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 whole bit, right? And I would always watch it, and I never made the connection that was something that that's you something could you actually. You yeah, I saw it, and I'm just a super wow. duper geeked fan. Yeah, like down to the nitty gritty. I would watch it over and over again. I had the same story of like going up in my folks' old box of stuff. And finding like a Red Fox tape, finding wow. a Richard Pryor tape, you know, listening to all these things, giggling by myself, never put the two and two together until somebody was like, yo, why don't you, why don't you get on stage, brother? And how was it when you went on stage for the first time? My first two times getting on stage, I uh, I was still drinking real heavy, and so I just got wasted, wasted, wasted. wasted. Uh, Don't even remember. The third one, I was like, I can't do that again. And actually, you know, like, was in the basement with like a rolled up piece of paper, practicing in the Uh, mirror, and the whole nine went out. I walked out at the time I just got it. It was not too long after I got out. They repoed my car the night night of the show. I invited mad people. I walk out my folks' house. My car's gone. I couldn't stop and walk back in and be like, hey, mom and dad, my life is trash right now. So I just kept walking, called a friend, took me down there. Had a blast, man! It was wow. like one of the, it was a phenomenal, a phenomenal it, show. The bug bit you fully. And I was like, oh, it's, it's a wrap after that. Yeah, wow. yeah. And a year later, came out here, performed the jokes and notes. Oh, wait, where were you at at the time? I was in Omaha, Nebraska. Really? I what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. What? The, wow. The Midwest West Bubble Fuck Capital, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out Omaha, yo. Home of the. That's where it all got started. Swimming Olympic trials and uh, Huskers. <laughs> And the Huskers, we got corn, baby. <laughs> we husking, yeah, we husking man. down here. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Bro. I had no idea. That's so. Yeah, wild. you really I'm lived really everywhere. Bad. Jesus Lord, yeah. a little bit, man. But Chicago, Chicago, where it's at, man. I, the, what if the, I was like, I could see talent. <laughs> oh, Nebraska, the, the, I could see it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what? Like, yeah, yeah. Give me Nebraska vibes. There's some like, actual. There's some actual. A lot of talent gets filtered through the Johnny Carson. What's from uh, that one old? Uh, uh, the workaholics kids came wow. from out of there. Um, Terrence Crawford, shout out to the pound for pound. Nah, Avers came uh, from uh, here. Yeah, yeah. The workaholics guy. Huh? Avers. Yeah, don't be a jerk. <laughs> I'm just saying he's from Evanston. I know. Fucking like Dr. Google over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying. facts. Yeah, the internet's got to believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, ah, I don't know. He's like, actually, right. Carson is from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. It was Oklahoma. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah and Puerto Ricans live in <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> you stupid <laughs> ass. Hey! That's funny. Hey, man. But uh, winding down, man, we are going to get into these guys' social medias. Had a blast on the podcast, as always, man. I'm so glad. And we had a dope conversation, man. So I can't wait to get this out here. Tito, please let the people know uh, what kind of shows you got going on and your rooms you got going on. Let them know your socials, how they can get in touch with you. You can follow me at Tito's underscore Tales. Just put in Tito's Tales, T-A-L-E-S. I just post a bunch of dumb shit in my my shows and shit there. And uh, yeah, do it. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Eunice, man. Um, Let the folks know how they can get a hold of you, man. Just uh, follow me on Instagram or TikTok, uh, Y-O-U-N-I-S, and then last name D-H-A-H-E-R. But yeah, just shoot me a message if you want to connect. Um, 
Yeah. First of all, shout out to Mike Knight for first inviting us. This was hell yeah, Mike Knight. Shout out Mike Knight. Follow Mike Knight, man. This is so dope. This is so dope. You're a legend, bro. Thank you, man. Speaking of man, Mike Knight. uh, Follow me, Mike Knight Comedy, on all the things. Uh, Make sure you like, share, subscribe. We're gonna keep bringing you more and more and more. We're gonna have these guys back on sooner than later, man. So let's go. This has been a real rad podcast. Love y'all. Bye. On the road to validation. I hate that I wanna be loved like semi invitations. So I can never show up Call me a bag of the devilish dust No looking back, I'm in love with the rush I see the door and I open the door Now I can't sleep without pouring too much But what's too much? How do you know? You see the scars in my face and my hands But there's nothing compared to the shape of my soul Waiting to blow Mean that more than one sense Don't mean I'm playing the fence Don't mean I'm saying I'm next I don't think I'm playing the bitch I got the game by the neck I've been saving time Like minutes roll over I'm a motor roller Real rap podcast, podcast, podcast.